Good evening, and welcome to the Horror House Podcast. I'm Dave. I am Chris. This week, we are talking about a little-known movie from 1998 called The Faculty. You may have heard of it. You may have, maybe, maybe have not. Probably you have. Uh, but that's, uh, that's what's on the menu for this evening. Uh, but first, Dave. Yeah. Where can these fine people reach us if they want to reach out and yell at us for not talking about their favorite movie? Uh, or yell at us for being awesome. Or that. Uh, you can you can hit us on the tweets at sweetness1 with uh, six E's in sweet. Or at Horror House 2. Um, act now before Elon Musk uh, censors <laughs> us. You can email us horrorhousepodcast at gmail.com. Or if you're into Facebooking, uh, hit us up there on the Horror House page. If you'd like, you could even leave us a voicemail. That way we can hear your voice and hear the anger or the awesome or the sweet tones of your voice. Uh, if you do that, just let us know if it's okay to play your message on the air. And you can do it at anchor.fm forward slash horrorhouse. And finally, uh, wherever you're listening to us at, iTunes, Spotify, wherever. Give us a good old rating, whatever you think uh, we're worth. Probably five stars, if I was, if I was to read your mind right now. Uh, but do Maybe that, six. please. And uh, if you want to write a little blurb about us, I mean, that's cool. Uh, I, I, may shout, I may shout you out. Um, but uh, finally, I said uh, finally for, for that, but this is actually the finally. Uh, load the real up, finally. This. Load up Horror House on your phone, throw it at your friend. Spread the horror house word, and uh, just just let everybody know if they're into horror. Be like, listen, to these guys—they're they're so if you, handsome and funny. If you knock them out, accompany them to the hospital and tell the nurses and the doctors. Absolutely. Uh, and there, there we have it. Uh, Dave, what have you yeah. been watching or doing or reading or anything? I've been doing more working than anything uh we had the annual survey Boo. at our facility at, uh, but i'm proud to say the the state average for tags this year and keep in mind that we've been three years without an annual survey the state average is nine tags and we received two two dose one two that's it okay Two techs and none in the nursing department and none in my new departments, infection control or staff development. So it was a pretty great time. We worked our asses off to get this and uh, then the people that work for us worked their asses off for this. So, Are you shouting out your team right now? The, the, you mean the BTID? God bless you. Uh, yeah, you know me. That's where I should have went first. Best Fuck. team. We we always called ourselves BTID because we were the best team in district. Uh, but I'm going to have to upgrade that to BTIM, the best team in the multiverse. Bam. There you go. There I have watched a go. few movies here and there. You know, we wa- we watched the faculty. 
Uh, we started to watch some things. We started to watch The Sadness, and it's definitely something I will go back to. We didn't get very far. It was it was a long day, and Where next did you thing find I know, my live stream we were snoring. The, I didn't. I have said, not put links out for that yet. For the sadness, it's just me crying. <laughs> I've had enough. I can't take it anymore. Uh, if you scroll uh, social media long enough, you'll see somebody uh, crying for likes, and that's that's really all it was. I mean, though, so, I like to I like to jerk off to it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, We're pretty much. family too friendly far. until too a certain point. And then it just like went right off of the off like you can see the car explosion. Yeah. But barely it did not down there. It did not take long. <laughs> All right. Chris, what have you been doing? Uh so I have to talk briefly. Uh I, I think I've talked about it on the show before, but it's out now. Is Evil Dead the game, the video game. And it's fucking great. It's so fucking great. Um if you like Evil Dead and are anyways inclined to play video games, go get it. Go get it. Download it. Whatever you whatever your preference is. It's so it's so Evil Dead. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. If you're an Evil Dead fan, you owe it to yourself to play this game. Sooner rather than later. Just cause. Um and uh, that's my review. Go, go to buy it now. That's that's the review. Um, don't wait, don't wait, don't wait. Uh, other jump than in that, your yellow Oldsmobile. It's in the game. Hustle your ass, hustle your ass down to the corner store. Yes. Um, but other than that, I just watched Idle Hands. Uh, nice. A, a few days ago, um, which uh, in a weird way pairs well with the faculty. Mm. They're only a year or two apart, I think. Um, and they really don't have anything in common. But that's, uh, the Idle Hands is very, like, goofy and fun. And the faculty ain't so much that. Uh, but they both have the Offspring. Uh, faculty opens with Offspring song. And the Offspring are in Idle Hands. So, I mean, uh, I consider Idle Hands a soft okay. sequel to the faculty just because of the Offspring. You know. uh, when when the aliens didn't work, then the devil uh, tried his yeah. hand at controlling people's hands. So, so we are going to have to do an episode on, on Idle Hands. Uh, is it a spoiler if I say that Idle Hands is about um, the devil possessing somebody's hands? Uh, it's pretty... I guess that's a spoiler. I don't know. I mean, first, I mean, it is a pretty old movie at this point, I guess. So, all right. So, uh, just in case anybody is new to the show, we are talking about a movie from 1998, and we are going to talk characters and plot points and story. And so, don't get your panties in a wad over uh, spoilers that we might put out there. Yeah. I, I feel like, um, you know, I think about that sometimes where it's like, sh should we put like a disclaimer up? You know, uh, should we say something before we get into like the meat of talking about an episode? But I feel like most of the time, it, me, uh, you know, if I'm going to watch or listen to a podcast uh, and it's a movie that I, I want to listen to something that I've already seen. 
typically. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to listen to a podcast about a movie that I've not seen. I, typically. Uh, so I feel like anybody that is listening has seen it or they don't probably care about the spoilers is my, is my new stance on it. So if you haven't seen this movie, go see it. I believe when we talked about doing this movie, I called it the best creature feature of the nineties. Interesting. I stand by it. We will, we will get there. Um, Ah, well, uh, let's get, let's get into it. Uh, let's do that ad and come back talking about Robert Rodriguez and his little movie from 1998. All right, we're back and we are talking the faculty, Robert Rodriguez, 1998. So many people are in this movie. It's kind of ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I didn't even realize before, like. Robert Patrick, some hike, John Stewart. It just keeps going. And when you think it's done, it, there's somebody else that you're like, they're in this too. It's pretty star studded. Um, and most of them are aliens are, are, are they aliens? They're what's the, what's the word? Not possessed. Parasites, but pers- um, uh, I mean, they're being puppeteered. Yeah. That's the, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, Usher, you didn't say Usher. Usher, I kind of forgot about Usher. Usher. I, I Ed, Edward Furlong. Oh wait, that's the character's name. There's a character named Edward Furlong. That's John Stewart. Really? Yes, his name is Professor Edward Furlong. Holy sh! I didn't. I and then I missed out. And, on that. and then we have. The uh, Robert Patrick in the movie as well. So I, wow, I completely missed that. That's, and he does kind of his, uh, we get some kind of T1000, uh, Robert Patrick and, and, in sections of this movie, which is mm-hmm. always welcome. Uh, um, and why, why we're, while we're talking characters and actors, I just want to point out that there are a, a teen couple that are credited with name Fuck You Boy and Fuck You Girl. Yes. <laughs> which, which is... Okay. It was the 90s. The 90s were a wild time, man. Who... who which, which character was watching them as they were walking off yelling at each other and just laughing? Oh... Uh, was it Stokes? I oh man, I was gonna make a note of it and completely forgot, and then you just reminded me. But I was like, I that was one of I really liked that where the character just watches them and, and is just kind of laughing to themselves as this is happening. It doesn't serve any purpose to like the greater uh, scheme of the movie, but it, there they there they go there they go. Um. <laughs> it is. It's wild. It's so this is a wild movie. Uh, it starts off with um, the football team and the coach, who's really pretty prototypical football coach. Yeah, especially you know maybe maybe things have softened a little bit, um, but mostly not. I mean, this is what football coaches were: cussing and screaming and demanding yeah. more and. Uh, there was a, there's a scene with uh, Elijah Wood Casey 
um, not far into the movie, but he has a kind of a run in with uh, Robert Patrick, the coach. Um, and he's eating lunch on the football field or something. And he, the coach comes up to him. He's like, I swear to God, I've had similar uh, experiences with high school gym teachers, football coaches oh. that, uh, that that was this. I never, I never ate lunch on the football field, but it was just like this weird kind of. You're not supposed to be here, and they fuck with you in this very mild mm-hmm. but like memorable kind of a way, where you're like, "What the fuck just happened? What was this? what?" And it's uh, you know, it's just like. Did you ever have that shit? Because I certainly did. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah. I mean, I I I did play uh, the football one year, and yeah, there was there was that. Um, and, and teachers, uh, Vic Fields was pretty notorious for it's menace, but you think that they're just enjoying the the anxiety they can put into somebody. Yeah. And, yeah. You know. <laughs> um uh my my buddy Andy Watkins called him out on a shit one time and Vic grabbed him by the collar and shoved him up against the locker and threatened to punch him in the face. So, you know. It's uh there was that. These like kind of uh sports communities that like a big portion of their community pride or um personality or whatever mm-hmm. is very much centered around their high school sports, which is yes. fine. That's cool or whatever. But I coming from, you know, a place like that, I, uh, really kind of identified with the school population at large in this movie, kind of more than any one character. But <laughs> I just, yeah. I was like, I, a lot of this makes a lot of uh, sense. And it reminds me a lot of being in high school. Like the football games and the just the the vibe kind of that they put out, and I was I was uh I was a uh, squeaky clean fresh into high school around this point, so uh they're, they're, and the the clicks, you know, you yes. have the the jock click, and the jock is is dating the 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 pretty smart girl in this, but you you it could have just as easily been. And just as easily believable if he was dating the the hot cheerleader or something like that, yeah. you know. Um, you have the uh, outcast chick Stokes, who you know um, they accuse of being a lesbian, who's not. <laughs> but um, being a lesbian's bad, okay. That's yeah. I forgot I mean, that, that was this was ninety eight. Yeah, this was ninety eight. I you know. I I would be I feel like you'd be hard pressed to find somebody even then who's like a lesbian bad what like especially right, then right. like now it's a kind of like, a different thing it's just but then it was like you know you know the nineties the nineties yeah the, the, yeah I'm, I'm walking it, on eggshells I feel like, like <laughs> trying not to then uh, you got Josh Hartnett who was the guy who maybe. They kind of intimate that he should have graduated out, but he's not. Yeah. That he's more smarter than he lets on, and that he just enjoys his role as kind of the big fish, but the kind of the outside big fish. Yeah. And he's selling he's selling caffeine to people, but they think it's real hardcore drugs. <laughs> um, Called scat. Yeah. Which yeah, I didn't right. pick up on until towards the end of the movie. I was like, hold on a second. 
I don't know when in modern vernacular scat became, you know, uh, shit. Yeah. I don't know when that, uh, at least well before 98, I would think so. Uh, but it just was amusing to me that they were essentially sniffing shit. But I mean, in a way, like, you know, like you got any of this shit that it kind of makes sense. <laughs> In a a way, I don't know. It's. uh, I swear I'm not. I am not that drunk, but it just makes sense. It just kind of makes a weird sense, even though it's called scat. I I don't know. Um, but is it a is is Zeke? Uh, you know this kind of too too cool for school like druggie by trade. Like I guess he's not even a druggie, like a a drug, not even a drug dealer, like you said. Um, but like smartest guy around, but kind of on the fringe is, is, it feels almost tropish, but I can't think of something that like, I'm sure there are, but I can't think of something that like really backs up that tropishness of it, but it just feels like this is, this is a character (laughs) that's been done. Um, I I feel like this is a character that's pops up a lot in the 90s. Um, Disturbing yeah. Behavior came out the same year as this. Right. And um, I I can't put my finger on it, but I feel like we get the same character in Disturbing Behavior. Maybe it was too, a 90s that, trope. Yeah. Just and even beyond horror, I feel like there was. Because even, um, like, uh, what, Dazed and Confused kind of had that with... Uh, with a couple characters, I feel. I feel like maybe Days of Confused had a, a handful of those kind of characters, um, but just kind of the outcast, but like still like the cool like hero. Um, hmm. Also, uh, I absolutely believe. I don't know. I I didn't read this. I don't know. It's a fact. I believe it. I'm saying it's a fact. I'm gonna edit. Stand the, on that hill. I'm gonna. I'm gonna edit the IMDb trivia later, and I'm gonna. Put in what I believe is Josh Hartnett cut his own hair with no mirrors within a 10-mile radius for this movie. He didn't even have a puddle of water, probably. (laughs) He may be cursed. You don't know. But I... Bravo for making it through this with with that haircut. I don't... That could be a whole other podcast. A whole dedicated episode to his haircut for me. But... uh, Wow. I've been cutting my own hair since uh since COVID. Uh and I f- feel like I'm doing okay. And he's made me feel better about what I'm doing. <laughs> I am like I could be really fucking shit up, but I at least know that I am not Josh Hartnett from the faculty levels of haircut. The, the, it just feels like in the 90s, like everything was characterized to an extreme. Um, right. And, and you know, I, I feel like there's there's a dirtiness and a, and a grittiness to the, yeah. to the uh, 90s shit. And I think that's where this comes from, because, yeah. Um, Although this may be breaking into 2000s. I said this is a very 90s movie, because you do have... Some personality terms like Stokely is is the loner on the outside, but she doesn't. That's she doesn't want to be. 
Um, the yeah. football jock is like he's he's the cool guy, and he tells the story like, uh, yeah, I I worked really hard and I got a D, and the, and the teacher was like, no, you played football so good, I'm gonna uh, give you an A, and he's like, but the, but I earned that D, that was my D. That so. character, that moment, and then there was uh, the one teacher, like not long after he's like assimilated or whatever. Um, he's like kind of, um, kind of fried a little bit, and he's like, "We're we're doing this or something." And uh, what was his name? Stan. He's like, um, "Sir, we covered that last week. We're on chapter five now." And I'm like, "What are who? What are you?" No kid is ever like, sir, we need, we've learned this, especially the kid that got the D that he was proud of. I don't see him being like, um, we need to, this isn't the lesson we're on. Like, but if I just, maybe I, the kids I went to school with were just. Uh, It may be a different time, but I will tell you. So, um, not last night, night before we're in bed, we're getting ready to go to sleep. It was, we got home late. Um, we, we are in bed. We're getting ready to go to sleep. And I get a text from Jackie. She needs help with her school. Writing an email to her teacher. I thought, oh, okay. Uh-huh. She's not getting the full credit she thinks she deserves. So, but I got up. No, so she had taken her finals test. She didn't do great on it. So it brought her grade down to like B plus level. Okay. And so she can retake her finals test. So she opens it up to retake it, decided it's not worth it. And just exited out without answering any questions on the retake. But somehow the computer was like, oh, congratulations, you got 100%. And they bumped her grade up as if she had gotten 100% on the... And she was beside herself. She wanted me to email the teacher to say, help her email the teacher to say, hey, I don't really deserve this 100%. There you go. So, I mean... Either the movie was ahead of her time, its time, <laughs> or, or, um, or, or still, that's not norm- normal behavior. But I mean, you know, um, I, I that I think that was probably an extreme example. But if he if he had said, you know, hey, I, I got a C, I worked really hard to get a C. If he worked really hard to get a D, I mean, I, I don't think you're ever gonna be set. You know, like I earned a D. <laughs> But if he had got like a B, maybe he was like, "I really earned that B, man. I, I didn't. I didn't need the bump up for that." Right. So, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but he is definitely uh, just into into being his own person, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Which is uh, the assimilating and the clicks and stuff is. So big in this movie, even at the end, which we'll get to, um, where I'll save it. I'll save it. Um, <laughs> cause I've got some thoughts on the ending. Uh, but we have, uh, you're talking about the creature feature. What did you, what did you call it? The best creature feature of the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. What do you feel? Bite me. Uh, about the CGI in this. It, it's a very mixed bag. I thought I, there were a couple times it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's, uh, um, 
a couple times. I think it's when the um, it, creatures in the uh, aquarium yeah. and and um, Edward Furlong uh, <laughs> sticks his hand into the tank. Such a furlong it, thing like, to do. Of course, he it, would. it grows teeth and takes a bite out of him. But it just it. It really wasn't great, but the rest of the time when it was swimming in the tank and had the, um, the red hairs or tentacles or whatever they were hanging off of it, mm-hmm. I thought they looked okay. It wasn't great when it went into the mouse ear. Um, it's not a, it wasn't a CD, CG issue, but the, the blood when they dropped the parasite into Salma Hayek's ear, mm-hmm. it was too red. It was too red, but the like the. The, when it, things are moving under this under the skin, yeah. I mean, I, I thought it. I thought it looked good. I thought it was okay. So some of the under um, the skin stuff, I thought was based. really good. I thought some of the under skin stuff was actually really. Uh, I mean, especially for the time, like really good. Mm-hmm. But man, I I would be lying if I said that some of the CGI did not affect my score <laughs> overall at the end. Oh, okay. Um. And we might, I, we might as well just talk about it now because this is just where it ended up in my notes. Um, but you know, like you said, the the creature in the water, parts of it were good, parts of it. Uh, um, Famka Jensen later, uh, you know, the severed head. I want to call that just a thing homage in a way. Um, yeah, I yes. thought is absolutely like bottom tier CGI. It could not get much worse. Oh than yeah. That. Um, well, I want to come back to that in a little bit when we're not talking about the CGI portion of it. I want to talk about the story of that, but let's okay. go ahead, Tom. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, the, but just uh, and a couple other elements towards the end I just didn't like, and it really took me out of the movie because we get glimpses at practical effects that are good. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll get to the queen and some of that stuff uh, a little bit later, but... It just, I'm just like, you go 15 ish years before this and you have Rob Bottin on the thing, John Carpenter's the thing mm-hmm. and just crazy practical effects. Why would you just not try <laughs> to, to, to just I, go with I, that I, instead of the some of CGI that is just, I, I think at some point studios made a decision that we're going to push the CGI thing. You may be right. That And, right. and cause I just, cause it's, it can't be an accident that like everybody's doing mediocre CGI instead of good practical. It couldn't have been cheaper. Yeah. At, not at that point. That's what I always think, you know, looking back on some of these, I'm like, you know, 1997, 98, you're tell- I, I feel like the budget for this CGI is probably just blows away whatever could have been a practical effects budget. So, you know, that's what I always think about. And God damn, some of, some of it, some of this is decent. Some of this is absolutely other end of the spectrum bad to me. Um, one, one effect that I really liked that I'm, I'm afraid we might be on opposite sides of the same effect is the swimming pool when she's the giant creature and then she swims around and comes around to the shallow end to get out and the way mm-hmm. everything like 
just comes comes behind her and becomes almost like a shadow. Right. And then it blends into the line of the pool. And then I thought uh, that was the best effect for the queen. In the, I, in I, the I thought it was, I thought that was a really cool I did like that. Um some of the other queen uh when she's like you know in her true form or whatever, um and they're using CGI, I was like, Oh, it's just so apparent. Um but then at the end, you know, uh, the bleacher chase, um, we get a good look mm-hmm. at the practical effects version of the queen. And I'm like, that looks so good. Like, yeah, you just had to like, maybe just light it a little bit different. So it did. I feel like some of the lighting had to play a part into what the CGI, you know what I mean? Like it had to be bright. So it was, yeah, it just, but I so it would like, match. Yeah. Uh, and like that practical queen at the end, I'm just like that. Why not? Why not that <laughs> the whole mm-hmm. time? Uh, but that, yeah, I had just had to take a moment out to discuss some of the CGI. We can get back to the story. Yeah. Um, when, when, um, Ed Furlong's fingers are cut off, that was, that was kind of bad. That was like better off dead level CGI. <laughs> <laughs> or, um, was that even CGI? Or was that like a, uh, a claymation type thing, stop motion. I I don't know, but it was not good. Yeah. So, um, I'm I'm gonna come back to uh, the teacher, Miss Burke, when she gets decapitated in the car accident, and um, Zeke is laying on the ground and he's watching her head go by, and it's very much the thing. Homage. Yeah. But the body's searching for the head. They're clearly in two pieces and clearly operating almost as two organisms here. But I get it. I, I, I will accept the kill the queen and everyone goes back to normal. Right. Thing. But is I always question how those hierarchies really work. Because is she like the very first of these creatures? Because if she's not, she's not the like ultimate queen. Like, how, what level do you have to be before you puppeteer everybody? Is she the first? Or do they need to like travel to Mars and kill the, the right. numero uno bitch? Right. And how evolutionary-wise, how does this fucking work? What kind of strategy is this? Is like, I, I can control millions of <laughs> organisms, but if you kill this one, like the whole house of cards comes down. I, in a, uh, in a way, so that's kind of ridiculous. I mean, you got the kind of vampire thing going on, you know, you kill the head vampire and all the other ones, you know, go back to, back to normally, or does it, I, was that a Dracula? I don't know if that was a Dracula thing or if that was just something I, that they, uh, vampire fans, uh, let me know. Uh, is that? Yeah, I'm gonna credit that with like. I feel like that's a more modern, fucking, like not modern, but yeah, uh, hammer. Yeah, that feels like it might have been a hammer. Thing. Yeah, something to yeah. get out of a a painted in corner plot wise. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine. That's that's totally fine, and it has certainly become and I, I like maybe not a trope, but like just like a uh, you know like a vampire kind of. Uh, just attribute, you know, you kill the yeah. queen, king, whatever, you know, head vampire and everything goes back to normal. Um, and that is just what kind of I attribute 
this to kind of yeah i don't like it I, don't yeah like it. and i mean the thing I, that you had to have that with this yeah but. the thing that bugs me about it is you know like she had her head chopped off how do you come back from that whether and that's what i was going to say yeah. she's her the head is clearly moved on to a separate organism now so just because you killed the queen now she should be you know a headless dead body and a dead head yeah not like magically everything turned back into one piece there some of that like uh what if she hadn't been attached when the queen yeah. died would it be alive as two or what if she didn't get the head quite on straight would she go around the rest of the, <laughs> her life like looking to the left i just don't know there's too many questions i would have loved that at the end if you know we get uh well i it's it's we're all spoiler friends here uh you know zeke is a is a jock at the end right and he's you know got a questionable questionable relationship with miss burke <laughs> uh, um questionable in 1998 problematic is the word that you would use now yes um, um she would be on every sort of type of list and but anyways it would have been kind of god it, it, just like a, a quick stab if we don't even see her and then it okay. ends on him, but like he looks into like his bag or something, and there's her severed head or something, like still functioning. I'll, that could have been. If if this if Rob Zombie remade this, like that would be the end. Like he'd go and open up a desk drawer, and she'd be in <laughs> yeah. there. I would and love then she, that. He'd like grab her and like get a mouth party from her <laughs> severed head. Uh I would, I, you know, I was thinking, cause it's been a, a few years since I watched this last, I thought there was something like that at the end, not, you know, like her severed head, but like some kind of like wink that it's not really Maybe over. It's not over. Um, but that, uh, yeah, that I, unless I missed it, did I miss it? I don't think I missed it. I, I don't think I did. I didn't see it. I, 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 I could have swore watching it before this time that I that kinda, was a thing that happened, but I guess not. I kind of thought you were right. You're right, but I didn't. I didn't see anything. So maybe that's the a Mandela effect here. So that's another episode I want to um, do one day. Let's talk about that. The Mandela effect. I think that would be interesting. Um, I would. I would also submit for your approval or denial. Okay. I mean, if if we if everyone just gave in to the alien would. Would life have been better? I think that a lot in these types of movies. I'm like, first, I think huh. my initial uh, thought is at what, you know, putting myself into the situation, like, am I closer to the front of this happening or the end of it where I'm like one of the last people? I think that would influence my decision of like, okay, just fucking bring me into the fold. It's, you know, and I think, you know, the kids in the high school, like their last stand there. I probably would have just been like, fuck it. I'm a football player. Take yeah. me out the field. You know, put the worms in me. <laughs> I don't. What's the. What, a, a lot of people will say the, the loss of free will, the loss of personality would be a loss. But I also, as, as a addendum to this or as a corollary, would say, uh-huh. I, I, I think some of the personality. And intelligence of the or 
of the host is retained. Yeah, in the, in this absolutely, absolutely, and it kind of uh, it's that, and it kind of removes uh, certain uh, like inhibitions and stuff too, right? Like it makes them more free. Like uh, mm-hmm. you know, Miss Burke is like this mousy kind of thing. And I felt like that was a very misogynistic way to say it. she's this uh, mousy little thing. That's the, you know what I mean? You know what yeah. I mean? Um, you fucking woman hater. <laughs> but, uh, you know, once those kind of barriers are dropped, I feel like probably that's in a, at least in a ballpark roundabout way that she would have probably been, you know, this, you know, femme fatale kind of lady. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody else kind and, of still had the same personality to a degree, but just kind and of... And it's Famke Jansen. She would make a great Vimpentau. In a... A spy movie of sorts? <laughs> in anything. In a... As a mutant? Uh, oh, I forgot about those. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, she, I forgot. You know, in, in general, you know, she's a, she's a... She's a strong, independent woman. Yes. Um, so I, so, um, if I can continue to be misogynistic for just a moment, I will say like what we were talking about, you know, would it be easier to just give up and just, you know, maybe not easier, but like better, like, I don't, you know, um, having, uh, naked ladies is not a great way to, I would think to make me want to say no to assimilation. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) It's like no, right. don't right. don't run, be one of us. And I'm just like, what? Like, shouldn't you look like a monster for me to want to fucking run away? What? Are... Right. When I mean... when Blondie McTitz is uh, running around naked, uh, at least at least the thought is going to cross my mind to like negotiate a surrender. Yeah. Like, okay, I give up. But first. Yeah. Like, can we, you know, can we do it? And then, <laughs> then I will assimilate. Like, I'll, I'll, yeah, let's. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, where do we go from? I feel like we've just threw everything at the, at the wall that was like the big talking points with the CGI, what we have just discussed. Um, what other uh, things do you want to talk about here? I don't. I don't want to. Um, let's see. I do want to talk just... about the ending, uh, like the the month later thing. I do want to come back to that, but I don't want to hit on that till uh, it, it's time. So, is there any other kind of points in the movie that you want to talk about? Or I I thought. Felt like there was, if 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 Stan, he left the group in the gym to go see if like, oh maybe everything returned to normal. Yeah. How close did the football team I, did you have to get to realize they're just standing there in the rain yeah. like, like I mean, and also not, things are not normal from those doors to the football field didn't look that mighty far away. Like if you're keeping an eye on Stan as he's leaving the doors to go to the to the football field, I don't feel like you'd have lost him. <laughs> it wasn't raining that mm-hmm. hard. It's not that far away. 
What, um, you know, I, I, that, it was a little bit far fetched. Uh, that little, that little, uh, that little beat. Um, another CGI section that I, I don't know that it was the CGI was bad per se, but the idea of the effect itself, I didn't care much for. And it's like the lightning would flash, and then, you know, on Robert Patrick's face, he had, like, the, mm-hmm. the little wormies coming out of his skin, which is fine. That's cool. Yeah. But then it would show, like, the underneath of the teeth and things, and I'm like, that doesn't make sense yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah, because it was nowhere else in the movie yeah. like that. I'm like, How, that don't... Aspect. I don't get that. And while, while we're on that, uh, one other thing that didn't really make sense to me is when Mary Beth is walking through the lockers naked after Casey... And she's, you know, in human getup, um, but like the shadows on all the walls and stuff is like the tentacles of the queen and stuff. I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> I mean, it's not bad. Yeah, it's I, like a I, cool I, kind of like disco-y kind of look on the walls or whatever, but I don't get it. I, I always have an issue. Very few movies do shape-shifting well. Or, or the entire length of a movie. This one, I don't think, did the shape shifting well at all, because when she goes into monster form, like, there's only so much volume there. Right. How did she become a, a thousand-pound beast out of a, <laughs> you know, a, a chick that's a buck thirty at the most? Right. You know? Who was Canadian, uh, by the way? She wasn't even a southern gal. Which uh, I thought she I pulled off the southern southern little like little miss pretty mm-hmm. pretty well. I was surprised by that. She's she's probably from like Toronto, yeah. the southern part of ah, Canada. Ah, that's where they get you. So, that is where they get yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. uh, one of my favorite parts uh, was when she was. Uh, I forget what happened right before this, but she is. Uh, it was her and Stokely. Stokely had just been in the water and was like trying to like fight her way away from it. And then Zeke comes back into the locker room and she, Mary Beth is naked. They know she's, you know, not on their side mm-hmm. and she's trying right. to convince Zeke that she is not an alien. And it's, it's funny and just stupid, but it, it works. I can just imagine the alien is like, well, fuck it. I'm going to try one time. <laughs> To convince him, right. even though this is absurd. I can feel like the alien in that moment was like, this is stupid, but here you go. Okay, that didn't work here. Okay, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> it was so, it's like, why are you naked? Why are you, why are you naked? And the alien's like, I don't know. You don't believe? Okay, fine. <laughs> that's, if I could have, you know, transcribed the script right there, that's what it would have been. No, maybe. Uh, no, okay. I'm an alien. That's the scene. Yeah. And I, I really liked Did it. Did I fool you? <laughs> I fooled you. Oh, I didn't fool you? Okay, I'm just going to go full alien. Which, why didn't she go full alien at some other time? Like, when they're in Zeke's car going to his house. Yeah. There are, like, what, five people in there, and two of them are aliens in that closed space. Right. They could have just... Been like, over. Her and Delilah both just spit out, like, parasites at people's ears and faces and speaking of Delilah there was a moment more towards the beginning that I really loved it's when her and Casey are in the closet and we see you know the coach and I for, who I forget the other one 
Miss um, Olson, like the music teacher or drama teacher or something. But like they're that. you know doing the doing the the deed to Selma Hayek, and mm-hmm. they burst out and run, and Casey falls down, and off goes Delilah. Still, she's like, "Fuck you." <laughs> Right. Which I imagine quickly after that is where she got, you know, um, poisoned or simulated, whatever you want to say. But I, it just kind of tickled me. It's like, hey there, Delilah, go back and help your boy, <laughs> you fucking bitch. It was so... She had, she's off to the goddamn races. Yeah. It, and then, you know, I it, I assume if it wasn't then, it was very shortly after that she got got. So if she had went back... She probably would have uh, made it much longer, um, and that, that that again, this is going to play a part into the the is it the prologue? Is that what or epilogue? Epilogue of the movie. Um, the month later, that uh, I am excited to talk about. Are we? Uh, any other finer points we want to? Let's talk about this, and quickly I want to talk about the drug scene and the mirror to the uh, blood test into the... Holy shit, I don't know why I didn't even think about that. You're absolutely... That was like the blood test. Uh, Let's talk about that. I didn't realize how much um, thing homages was in this. I saw the head and was like, is that... It has to be. But absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and it they even it even gets played the same way with one alien, one of the creatures kind of giving itself up. Yeah, like oh, I, in order to distract from the fact that the other one is right. as well. So, uh, I good. I Elijah Wood pretending to be. I mean, what is what is the scat supposed to be again? I I thought it. I thought he said like it was just like concentrated caffeine, which doesn't make fucking sense. I, I have drank a shit ton of. I have drank back to back monsters. I've spent an entire day drinking monsters in bang, and never been like. Giddy with the gun pointed at me, like <laughs> I'm on, I'm ripped on the caffeine. <laughs> so he's tweaking, man. Let him tweak or whatever. I forget what yeah. he even said to Stan. He's like, "What's wrong with him? He's one of those fucking yeah. things." It's like whew. the thing that makes the least amount of sense is, you know, Hollywood's got all the good drugs, and that they don't know how to portray yeah. being high. On on a, a show, I nobody portrays it as well as the Big Lebowski. Boom! I said it. I would I I would even put um, we talked about it before. Days to Confused, I think, is great for uh, that. Mm-hmm. You know, getting high and drinking kind of thing. I think they do that. Good good enough. Um, but for the most, like none of them. You're right. <laughs> For this industry that kind of has this reputation, they a lot of the movies don't really portray that very great. No. And I, I wonder if they dumb it down because Maybe. like uh this is what people think when they when they get but it's 
And, and okay, this was came out in 1998. Yeah, it people were getting high all through the 80s and 90s. I mean, no nobody thought that's what you know getting high looked like. Maybe somebody's grandma. Maybe yeah, somebody's grandma was probably like, I. My, my teenage son Billy was laughing uncontrollably the other day. I wonder if he was on the caffeines. Has there ever been a movie that has accurately um, depicted that feeling of when you're super duper high and then have to answer a phone or talk to somebody, even face to face? But I always had experiences on the phone where you have to talk to this adult and pretend that you are fine. And it it is like mission and fucking possible. Like the scenario, did you? I, I'm I'm sure everybody had those, but I was always I, the guy that had to be the. I I was the phone call guy. Like we were drunk and we were high, and I I was the dude that had. It was Dave. Dave had to call the pizza because Dave's the only one who could <laughs> talk on the phone. Uh, because I, I mean. I'm sure they knew because I would call and be like, "Hey, if I order a lot of pizza, like, can I? Are you going to throw something in for free?" <laughs> and then tell me what they were going to throw in for free, and I'd be like, "Okay, two large pizzas. That's not a lot of pizza, you know." <laughs> but I, I, oh. I want to order a lot of pizza, but I'm poor. What can you give me for free? Right. One time I ordered, uh, um. Kentucky Fried Chicken for a bunch of stoned ass motherfuckers and begged for free food and I got like 20 extra biscuits and like four extra sides thrown in. So oh it my was God. You know. it paid it finally paid off. That's worth it. Fuck yeah. yeah. I I would always it seemed like whenever I was in some kind of a situation it wasn't that I was calling somebody. It's that somebody was calling for one of my parents or something, and I would answer the phone. And nobody's home. That's why I was stoned. <laughs> uh-huh. And it uh-huh. just, it just feels like you're in this like echo chamber, this wind tunnel, and they're just so interested in in what you're doing and what you have to say, and you're just like in slow motion in your ears, and <laughs> and you're like uh, nobody's here. Don't talk to me, but none of it. Oh, that's never portrayed in movies. I, I'm gonna write a, I'm gonna write a coming of age teen movie now, just just to properly. Mister Edwards, <laughs> your parents are home. So quick, can you tell me the Pythagorean theorem? I've never had what, what? <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of how many was, bottles of what? How many bottles of water are you in your fridge right know. now? Uh, but. <laughs> Tell me, boy, now! Are you on the pot? Are you smoking the reefer? That, oh my god. That's giving me panic attacks because I don't know how I could have ever handled somebody with that aggression over the phone. <laughs> um, Are you on the devil's lettuce right now? Not at the moment. If I, if I come over there and I find a pot needle, <laughs> you're going to be in trouble, mister. I'm going to write that into my Hollywood screenplay. Um, so, uh, any other moment, any other, uh, <laughs> any other moments, any other plot points or anything you want to touch on before we get to the epilogue? Am I, am I, uh, no, it's epilogue, right? Am I crazy? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, the epilogue is the end three months later, month later, whatever it was. What it was it one month. month. I think it was only yep. one month. One month. Yeah. 
Because I have something to say about that. Tell me. Okay. The government's there. Clearly shit went down. Yeah. Um, you've got people dead, just melted. So there are some people that are not coming back. Um, and yet, 30 days later, you're back at school like nothing ever happened. What the fuck? Yeah. I feel like that place would be closed down for a good minute while the longer than a month. Yeah. Even if, even if like nobody believed the alien yeah. story, yeah. especially if they're trying to cover like, it up, like really, um, the thing that I think is interesting about this is, you know, these kids, you know, they're spending the majority of the movie trying to not be assimilated into these new, you know, roles or whatever. And kind of like, you know, new clicks. And here they are in their new roles and new clicks. You know, Stokely is now a normal girl. She ain't no one, none of that lesbian shit no more. Um, and Zeke is a jock on the football team. And Casey is now super popular guy and has Delilah as his girlfriend. And, you know, everybody wants to talk to him. And, um, I'm just like, Y'all still got assimilated, but like in a, a different kind of a a way. So what does that does that mean something? Am I? What is the? Uh, you know, I never, I never thought about that. That is deep, dude. I mean, I feel like it's kind of absurd, maybe, but you know, a point you could attribute to the story of this is like these kids, you know, kind of being, you know, trying to resist growing up in a way and are taking that responsibility of adults and stuff. And, you know, like kind of one by one, maybe that is kind of why their, uh, kind of personalities don't change super drastically when they, uh, become infected or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. but like, you know, they're trying to resist maybe growing up. I don't know. Um, but it's just interesting that, you know, by the end of the movie here, they are in completely different roles assimilated into a different kind of a thing. Maybe they're not in the alien hive mind kind of deal, but uh, certainly something. So thoughts, thoughts, opinions, critiques. Uh, that that is that is very uh, deep. You're right. Like they they've assimilated. That it's just not the alien society. It's their own society. They've changed through this experience, but um. I don't know. That's deep. And I mean, I didn't think about that. Maybe I, it was why each of them also kind of were wanting. Maybe that's what would have happened if they had been, you know, in, infected or assimilated by the aliens. Maybe they would have wound up in very similar roles because they didn't have, you know, these inhibitions still holding them up. And, you know, in a roundabout way, maybe that's still what happened. They they just don't have parasites in them now. Okay. Because we still get Mrs. Burke, just... you know, right? She's sitting there in the stands, like, waiting to, you know, go off with with Zeke to wherever. Right. At... Which is still problematic. Yeah. If the yeah. if the genders were swapped, if it was a male oh teacher, God. like, uh, you know, if it was, um, get, who was the... That would get some movie If it was down. Mr. Tate, <laughs> if it was Mr. Tate waving at, Sto at Stokely, being like, hi, sweetheart. That is the creepiest thing I've ever seen. Like, that would be... Yes. Yeah. But now it's just like, oh, I saw a that's heartfelt. No, it's fucking not. I saw a comedian the other day, and he was like, he was walking through the store with his son, and like, 
older women just came up to his son who was like two, and he's like, "I ju- I could just eat you up, young man. You're so handsome. You you wait for me when you grow up, son." And he's like, everyone thought it was cute, but if it was the other way around, if like, yeah. if I as a grown man walked up to someone's like three year old daughter and be like, I can't wait till you turn eighteen, totally different story. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, which is, I mean, it's kind of funny. I mean, this movie. I mean, maybe it's where it's the late nineties. It doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but that's almost twenty years mm-hmm. ago. <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, um. It's, but still, it doesn't feel like it was that it is, long it's ago. It's more than 20, dude. It's 24 oh, years. fuck. Ago. See, I just lost 10 years. You just... Whew. I was thinking... It's time yeah. is moving so fucking fast. It's a flat circle that did is a Delilah, Delilah, go ahead. So what did what did Delilah get out of this ordeal? So Clay, uh, Stokes... She got a popular boyfriend. I think the, out know, of her shell. She was dating the high school jock. He, wasn't, he, was, he was the most popular kid. Before. Shit, this I kid she, is on the national and local news. You know, Casey, that's where that's where it's at. Okay. That's popularity. So it's it's not love. No, She's not no, in love no. with Casey. She fucking left She's him. With she fucking left him to die. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why Casey wants to be with Delilah. Yeah. Be like, no, like, I know your true heart is every man for himself. Like you're yeah. not in it for me. You didn't. You, yeah. No. I think it's, I think, uh, you know, these, uh, new clicks and new roles that they take at the end are uh, very similar to kind of how they would have wound up as, as these, mm-hmm. you know, possessed. Human do you think us. they, um, do you think they remembered everything that they did and everything they experienced afterwards? Well, I guess Casey's the um, only one that the, didn't, right? So, well, Zeke maybe didn't get. Yeah, I think I think I think Zeke stayed good. Uh, uh, the reason I asked is, um, uh, Coach and Mrs. Olson both said at the start of the movie when they killed the principal, uh, or when they were attacking the principal, I always wanted to do that. Um. Oh, right. If if everybody got their memories back at the end, was the principal like you motherfuckers? Well, I mean, the like I know you you may have been possessed by the alien to <laughs> actually do it, but this whole time you fantasized about like attacking me like that. That's that's yeah. fucked up. You two are fucked up. You know, I wonder. You know, speaking of the principal, she's the one that got gooed, right? Like she was a puddle in the gymnasium. Yeah. So. Yep. Do you think she came back from that? Certainly not. But I mean, you wouldn't think that Ms. Burke would have come back. A teacher from that with either. no head, you know? yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. But I think you know that I I like that idea that, and I hadn't really even thought about it, but it really did. Like when you know these people get these parasites, they kind of lose their inhibitions. So like you know the the coach and, and, you know, saying, I always wanted to do that. You know, I, I like that. I like that's a, I kind of wish they would have made that more of a focal point. I guess they kind of did. You just kind of had to dig for it and make it your own. <laughs> How did the queen alien learn to ship shape, ship, shape ship, shift into human ship form? Shave? Because ship, 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 shape, shape, <laughs> ship, 
Shape shift. How did the queen learn to shape shift into human form? Mm. Because shouldn't if if it was the alien like queen just a assimilated a human host and that was the first human host, Mary Beth. Right. Shouldn't she have turned back to Mary Beth? Like everybody else went back to normal. May I? Well, I mean, maybe. I mean, she did get kind of melted in the cranium by Casey. I maybe, maybe you don't come back from that. I guess maybe. Or maybe, I don't know. Interesting. Like, was Mary Beth ever a real person? I wonder. Right. Yeah, I don't. I, um, it's one of those mysteries. Intriguing. Uh, hmm. There's some there's some story stuff that I feel like is left kind of. I, I don't know if there's a uncut version or any other kind of unrated versions or anything out there. Um, or some, you know, some story kind of strings maybe that are connected in other deleted scenes. Uh, I would be interested if anybody out there uh, has some information to share with us. Uh, let us know. Very, very. You weird. know what this movie almost feels like a precursor to, to me is James, uh, is James Gunn's slither. Actually. That one's way more kind of wild and zany, but it, it feels very yeah, similar to yeah. this. And I feel like maybe, maybe that couldn't exist without the faculty. Yeah, I mean, it is a similar, although not the same, uh, parasitic mm. entity uh, assimilating people. It's slightly different. Um, way it's spreading from people to people slightly a, a different effect on people yeah. um but way much more practical effects as well james gunn typically yeah. yeah um also this was a precursor to uh peter jackson's lord of the rings i have found out uh, a lot of <laughs> um elijah wood a couple I, there was a couple people i swear i read that uh have some kind of connection from the faculty to uh, Lord of the Rings. So, okay. maybe you, uh, Lord of the Rings fans, need to be giving Robert Rodriguez some some love and his. He he put some things together. Yeah, for I don't you. know where I'm going with that. Love and his what? I don't know what. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, soup in a soup. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Robert Rodriguez of Death Proof. Uh, Planet Terror, the Grindhouse movies. Um, From Dusk Till Dawn. Fame. His movie right before this. Dusk Till Dawn. Yes. Uh, Machete. Machete. Which brings me to, and the, the Dusk Till Dawn TV series, which I've been on record of saying is is excellent. Yes. Um, who who can forget? Bye, kids. But um, <laughs> he's got a project at, that has been announced. A mm -hmm. A sequel to Machete, which there's already a sequel, so I guess this is the third in the trilogy because there's Machete and there's already Machete Kills. Um, and now he has announced he is doing Machete Kills in space. Space, <laughs> space. I was really hoping it was going to be one of those James Cameron things where, you know, the story is Robert Rodriguez walks into the room and writes machete on the on the board and then looks at the the people watching him and then just puts an s at the end and walks off 
Uh, yeah. He's got, but you can't uh, argue with in space. He's got a style. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I don't no, know no. that it comes. He's got a style. And, so much in the faculty, though. I don't because I never even realized I, no. that this was a Robert Rodriguez flick until watching it this time. Uh, is that a good thing? A bad thing? I don't. I, may, I don't know that it's either. I think it shows a little bit of his versatility. Yeah, yeah. Um, it looks good. I mean, uh, I watched it on HBO Max, and it, I mean, it was crisp. It was nice to look at. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes you watch, like, a flick from the 90s, and it's kind of that in-between, like, as things were trying to become HD, but, you know, they weren't quite there. This, I mean, looked looked pretty decent. I was surprised. Um, right, right. I think I could pass it off and get Jackie to watch it. Aside from, uh, I think aside from some of the CGI, I would totally not be against uh, Rodriguez doing a little Lucasing, a little George Lucasing to some of the CGI in this. Um, I would actually kind of, uh, kind of dig it to polish some of that up, because I don't think it adds any character. It just shows <laughs> its its era that it came from. And it, I don't think it needs. I don't think it needs to be hampered down by that because it certainly affects my my rating, which we will get to here in a moment. Um, as long as it's not like, okay, we're going to revamp this the um, yeah. CGI and uh, like Overhaul. when the car hits the yeah. bus, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna add a uh, impact ring coming out from the explosion. <laughs> we can't have a car hitting a and, school bus, uh, so we're gonna change that to just a news van. A car hitting yeah. a news van instead. Um, uh, also, why did that explode? When the, there was no reason for an explosion there, I don't think. <laughs> because that's what Hollywood thinks happens when two but, cars. I mean, it was '98. I feel like that I've was been in a car. A joke by then. Uh, is like every. I, I kind of agree. I kind of agree. I've been in car accidents, and I've yet to have one happen. I I call shenanigans, Dave, because you've clearly never been blown up and set on fire. So, well. Through. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> so, are you ready to to rate this? Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, since, uh, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. I've got my rating okay. down. Uh, for me, I feel like I'm gonna shock you with my rating for this because, uh, okay. like I've said it. The CGI hurts me, especially when. It's in the era when it didn't have to be that. Um, and I don't dislike this movie. Uh, I've actually kind of grown to like it more just talking about it. Um, but st- still, that said, I'm giving it 6.5 out, okay. of, out of 10. Um, just junky CG in spots that I can't stand it. I hate it. Especially, you know, like I said, you had Rob Bottin and the thing... 15 something years before this doing what this wanted to do but better then and i'm sure the cost and effects is way below that in 1998 compared to 19 you know the 80s the early 80s um so i'm sorry i'm sorry the cgi kills me in this movie um even though there is some cool things that's fine that's fine and i I really so um, i'd love to see rodriguez update the cgi parts of this and just make it better and but that yeah that's where i stand 
I, I agree. I'd totally be on board for like a a remastered cut where they actually went back and did and CGI has progressed to the fact to the point that it feels like oh we could have updated we can update this CGI relatively quickly, relatively cheaply. Right. I think in, in a lot and, of those instances, shadows and just kind of lighting is mm-hmm. part of the big problem. And just yeah, polish lighting's and lighting and detail, yeah. texture. So early, er, yeah, textures. Uh, early CGI. That's was its big downfall. Is like nothing had texture. Yeah. Everything was just yep. flat, and and um, everything was like monochrome lighting. Like there was no gradient or sha- shadow or anything like that. So, um, s- sticking with a, a harsher rating than I than I was early in the history of the podcast. I'm not shocked by your 6.5. I thought when you said I'm going to shock you, I thought we might be we might be right there together. I gave it a 7.5. Okay. Um, which is not dramatically higher than than you a, a full point. Mm-hmm. My number one thing I continue to go back to with with uh, when I rate a movie is was it enjoyable? And I feel like this is a is a very enjoyable romp. Um, mm-hmm. Not as probably not as much for the horror because it's been a few years since I watched it. I did watch it a couple weeks ago, just the tail end of it, which is kind of what put this in my mind. Like I need to go back and watch that. But so the nostalgia, I remembered a little more horror and a little more there but the some of some of the ridiculousness and the tropiness and and the the high school drama ishness of some of this yeah um you you brought up some interesting points you know is is this really about growing up and assimilating into adulthood and and, and into your grown life um i mean you blew my mind when you brought those things up um, so entertaining and, uh, I, I gave it a 7.5. I wouldn't mind, uh, some effects updates, yeah, uh, but outside of that, I don't, I don't know what else I would ask to be changed. I can only imagine like practical effects, you know, or in this case, you know, some updated CGI, what, what, what it could do for my, you know, numbskull, uh, opinion of this movie I, it, it, sky's the limit rodriguez get on it um and especially now you could 25 years old you know get, get on it it's time you need the anniversary yeah. edition so what better time and so uh army of the dead took out a problematic actor and replaced him with uh, Tignataro. Right. So why couldn't you just? I don't want to take out any of the characters because the, the you know they have a nice blend, but there's no skater dude. And so what better thing to do than add an extra character? And you could, you don't have to add the character with CGI. You have somebody act and you put them in. So yeah. Steve Buscemi as Skater Boy. 
Hello, fellow yeah, kids. I mean, I, 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 yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, I think it's perfect. Yeah. I think it's perfect. I mean, while we're at yeah. it, you know, I, I, I love Jon Stewart. I think Jon Stewart's great. But what if uh, we had a version, we call it the furlong cut, and we replaced Jon Stewart with a, a modern age Edward Furlong? Because, I mean, you know, I like Edward Furlong, but what, I feel like we could get him. Edward, the, the reason why you couldn't do that is because modern Edward Furlong looks like he's not allowed within 200 feet of a school. <laughs> but it was true. That's true. That's true. Shit. Shit. So, sorry, I blew that. I blew that one. If out you want to come to Ed, Edward Furlong's defense right now, Dave, tell them where they can hit us up. Uh, you can tweet us your defensive of Mr. Furlong at sweetness one or at whorehouse two on, on the tweets. You can email us whorehousepodcast at gmail.com or go to the whorehouse page on Facebook. You can rant and rave at us uh, with your own voice and, and so we can hear the tone and the anger. By leaving us a voicemail on anchor.fm forward slash horror house. And finally, rate us. Leave us a review wherever you're listening. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And load us up on your phone. Throw it at your friend. Spread the horror house gospel, the horror house word. Uh, we certainly appreciate it. Um, that said, uh, we're to the end of another episode. Uh, any, any final remarks, final, final words here, Dave? Um, no, please just give us a little bit of feedback. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think if we journeyed into another dimension, uh, maybe a visual dimension. And, uh, yeah, just let us know what you think about that possibility. Maybe you're like, no, I, 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 I need to play this in the theater of my mind. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but maybe you're like, yeah, I'd like to see you guys. And uh, that would make me feel better about my own appearance. Eh, whatever. You know? <laughs> Fuck you. But whatever. You know, we might, we might, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, we are out, everybody. We will talk to you next horror time. Well, not next. Well, I guess it is next horror time. But it's the same, same. It's the next, same, same next, next. After 20 years of doing this podcast, you'd think it would make sense how to end an episode, but it, ne it never makes sense. I'm going to be, one of these days, I'm going to be in the Alzheimer's unit and just be like, God damn that Chris never could figure that shit out. People are like, oh, what's wrong? What's, what's Mr. Hyatt on about? And on down the down the oh, hallway, yeah. you can hear me going, "Is it same time or different time?" And they're like, "Mr. Edwards, you need to just go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep, Pope. Worst day. Go to sleep, Pope." <laughs> All right, we're out. We're out. We'll see you next time. Or no, we won't see you. We'll talk to you next time. You'll listen to us next time. I don't know, Dave. In this episode, I don't yeah. know what to say anymore. Listen, but listen actively. I, I love it. Goodbye. Later.